This show is sponsored by Headlair. Headlair, just like a condom, he covers our motherfucking show with love. It's the time of the season for man ass. Oh, man ass? <laughs> man ass. That's, that's not the way the song goes. <laughs> It's the way my song goes, Kathy. Are we going to be talking about your man ass? Is this a segue into that? Oh, we're not going to be talking about my man ass, Kathy. We're going to be talking about other asses of man's. <laughs> Let's Because <laughs> I got lots for potato mayhem. Oh, my God. In the realm of man ass. Let's get into it. Okay. The show you're about to hear is for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. That means you don't have to listen to it. But if you're curious, here we go. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? The scared that your desires might be strange? The well, come and join our kinky world of play. The Birdie Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and the human man-ass mind. Uh, recording live through Zencaster at a time when I was actually excited about doing the show until I heard man-ass. <laughs> you are Kathy. Uh, I'm Kathy, apparently. <laughs> and I am Count Boogie. Kathy, if I'm going to suffer, you're going to suffer right along with me. That's really what this show is about. This is about mutual suffrage. It's not just oh. woman suffrage or uh, boogie suffrage. We're just going to do this together because, you know, as lonely as I am, there is definitely a limit, I find. And uh, the things that will turn me on, you know, because in the in the in the pandemic, you know, the lockdown, of course, being in the car and stuff like that, not having any dates or life, um, you know, all of a sudden you find that uh, things that didn't turn you on before uh, are starting to turn you on. You start questioning yourself, you know, having those little things, you know, maybe uh, some things. Oh, no. But let me tell you something. Uh-huh. What I'm about to talk about isn't one of them. Oh, God. I am still not a fan of the man ass. It's uh, you and I've never had lots would, were and you never will be. Well, you know, there's there's always that chance. You know, I'm not going to say there's not a chance, but like for some reason, the man ass angel has been trying to bless me in a way that I don't want to be blessed. Like literally yesterday, all day, and I think I might have joked about it on the show before. I think I even took a picture of just the the guy's ass. There's this like a guy that's always sits in front of me at one of the tables and he doesn't have underwear. He's like 62 years old. And literally he, he, it's just half an ass staring at me for eight hours, eight hours, Kathy. And I literally have to take my laptop bag and position it in a way that I block his fucking janitor crack, which literally spans half the ass. And, uh, and it's not oh. sexy. It is not sexy. And then this morning I'm like, Oh God damn it. I got to sit at another place. I can't handle more man ass. And I go to the bathroom at Walmart this morning to pee and I'm in a urinal stall and I'm standing there and I'm having my pee 
and there's five urinals, but some weird tall guy stands right next to me. And I like in the corner of my eye, I see like a mo haircut, like from three stooges, like this six oh. foot three guy with a mo haircut. And he's like a bigger guy and he looks weird as fuck. And I'm like, Ugh, and I finish. And as I'm walking away, I see that his pants are around his knees and he is butt naked. Oh. Peeing into like butters from fucking South Park. If you're into South Park, he just pulls the pants all the way down. And I'm just like, oh, and Kathy, let me tell you, this wasn't like a, this wasn't like Hemsworth ass where you might be able to go, okay, this guy takes care of himself. That's a good ass. It's a good ass, Kathy. Oh my God. It's good ass. This was not, this was more like, like a current Bill Murray ass. Oh my God. Like just not. Not looking, it's not looking good, Kathy. And I'm like, two days in a row. And he like looks at me. I think he was trying to pick up on me. I mean, it, it seems that way. Cause he's All like right. looking at me like, hey, you like this? And I'm like, no, fuck you. And I fucking walk out. And, uh, oh my so, God. uh, so that's my potato mayhem. That's, that's my sex life. Wow. Is, uh, that- I'm guys horrified. are just throwing their man ass at me, and I, I just don't know how to catch. I just don't, oh, just don't know. <laughs> Something about hairy man asses really grosses me. Oh, they me. weren't hairy. They were older, so they were nice, <laughs> smooth, and kind of wrinkly with just that little bit of weird patchy pink, you know, and white. You know, I get a good look at them, you know. Cause why, why would you get a good look? Well, they're in my face for eight hours. So, you know, you just, you know, you can't. It's like a train wreck. You got to fucking look at it. And you're just like, jeez. Oh. So you can just lament your life. You're like, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. So well, I, I can actually. Um, I can understand what you're saying, at least in the beginning, about finding different kinks, because. I'm lying in bed the other night thinking, well, I'm horny. Okay. Might as well masturbate. Good, good. Actually, it was early morning. It was very early morning. And uh, my sister and I had just had a small dinner party the night before to try and get ourselves back into life, you know, so we're not just barricading ourselves and dealing with our stress and trauma. Well, Let's invite some friends over. Needless to say, the kitchen is an absolute nightmare by the time the evening is over. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm just going to clean this up in the morning. I'm not even going to look at it. now. it's just piles of dishes and food. And it's just horrible. Uh, So I'm lying in bed thinking uh, the light's coming in through the curtain. And I'm like, oh, it's getting to be dawn. I'll get my little uh, kink on and maybe head to a little masturbating before I get up. Um, Let's see what fantasy I can conjure in my head that's going to get me in the mood. And all I can think of, Boogie, oh I think you, I think you can feel this coming. Are the dishes in the kitchen? And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> you, you masturbated to dishes. Oh, it's worse than that. I wish I would wish that that's what would have happened. Instead, I abandoned my masturbation and my fantasy because I could not get the dishes out of my head and how I'm going to stack them and what order I'm going to do them first and how I'm going to put these over here and then I'm going to start with that and then I'm going to go into the living room. And and I got so excited at the notion of all this organizing and cleaning that I thought, fuck this, I think I'd rather be doing dishes. Oh, 
pumpkin. Yeah, it was pretty sad. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, bro, feel dude. sorry for me, man. <laughs> oh, 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 that that hurts me in my loins. That's 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 like bro loin hurting when you ache for your bro so bad because it's so pathetic. That's like me stuff. That's I like, know. That's like boogie level pathetic. <laughs> I thought, oh my god, I'm gonna gotta tell Boogie and the listeners this because that is an all time low. I keep saying that, and and I, yet I find a lower low each each. And okay, every time. okay, okay. Go with me on this. Go with me on this. Okay. It, is that because maybe you're missing some sort of domestic? I'm trying to just save this. Maybe uh, you're you maybe you're missing some sort of domestic servitude thing where you know you have a job and your master has given you the job and and then you organize and you do it to maybe something like that maybe no I I know you want that to be true boogie and I wish I could give it to you but unfortunately uh, I can't it has absolutely nothing to do with that You need to just push through and masturbate that's that's just <laughs> there's got to be a line <laughs> There's got to be, I mean, granted, I was interrupted in my masturbatory, uh, you know, Korean anal strap-on girl uh, porn that I was watching last night, like mid-stroke because a crazy man uh, kind of attacked one of the cars and a guy that was sleeping uh, oh. about 50 feet away from me. Oh, my God. Just like, just one of those fucking screamers that's like, ah! And he's like right by this guy's car and the guy's like, get the fuck away from me. And I'm literally jerking off to Korean uh, girl takes anal strap on uh, from another girl. And 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 I just had to stop because I don't know if there's danger. And then I see the guy walk away and then I'm, you know, like, is he going to come and start fucking with me? And I'm reaching for my, you know, my axe and. And, uh, and then, he, and then, he, cause not my axe by meaning my penis, not your guitar. No, no, no I mean my axe, like I have a hatchet, you know, there. That One I hand live. on the dick, the other on the axe. That's, you know, and I'm just like, this is, this is not happening. And my, meanwhile, my porn's just like muffling in the, you know, in a pillow or something, just like, oh, I love this. And I'm just like, God damn it. And then he kind of screams and goes by and keeps screaming down the thing. And then, you know, and I'm like, oh, should I go back to masturbating? And I'm like, no, because I hear screaming, but I don't know if it's this crazy guy screaming. He's got a bag of tortilla chips like he came from Ralph's or something. And yeah. uh, and uh, and then he goes down, but he goes into the park and it's like people walk in the park. So I like don't know if he's going to try to attack someone or whatever. So I get all like protective and I'm like, God damn it. And I turn my video off and. You know, I go drive into the park to make sure he's not attacking anyone. But then I saw two, these two giant dudes walking with pit bulls. And I'm like, oh, okay, they'll kill him. So <laughs> I'm going to go back to the car. But by the time I got back, I was, uh, I was more tired than in the mood. So that's, uh, but I didn't, I, th that sounds more legitimate reason to stop masturbating than fucking dishes, Kathy. I know even that is a better story than mine. Mine is very pathetic. Pervertedpodcast <laughs> 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 at gmail.com. Just send Kathy and I a bus pass somewhere. <laughs> just somewhere where there are people that will fuck us. That's just... <laughs> So sad. It is. Oh, when you find your love life waning and you might need some explaining, come to us for some fucking advice. 
Okay, well, Boogie, uh, somebody actually wrote in and wants our advice on something. This time, it was Volca who wrote to us. Very good. And he said, a little responded to my post entitled, Daddy Looking for a Little. And we exchange messages about likes, dislikes, and consent. I have not had a daddy little relationship before, so I was being cautious and respectful. Photos and short videos were exchanged. I thought it was promising. However, the next day, in her little voice, she reached out saying that she was asking for permission to meet a guy and essentially get fucked. As we have just had one day of conversation, I told her (laughs) I had no hold over her. (laughs) The next day, I woke up to five texts with Little's outfits and things from Amazon for me to look at. And an hour later, several messages saying she needed attention, and if I couldn't give it to her, she would look for a new daddy. (laughs) (laughs) This was all in the space of three days. Now, I like kink, but I need some sanity mixed in. I stepped back and stopped responding. Did I make the right call? Yes. <laughs> Short. Short answer. And and once again, okay. Do you have? Do you want to go first? No, you go for it, man. <laughs> okay, because I actually have notes. I have notes because this was this was fun and sad because you know obviously it's an uncomfortable situation for him and and he's there looking to have something online which you know of course with the shutdown and just now years of of having to navigate how to have relationships with people a lot of people are going to online but we have a little more information now we have perverted podcasts now we have fet life we have groups and and there's tons of youtube videos and and more information but this kathy this crashed me so far back to when all I had in kink was online and it's so different to look back on online play from our position because, you know, we've had, we've been super blessed. We're in this, uh, this city that has all these outlets for information and real time dungeons and clubs where we can go and learn things. And we've been to classes. We've taught classes. We've been a part of organizations that are, you know, education based. And we learn all of these things, and it's so easy to look back and go, ah, ha, 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 oh, you online people. That's so silly. But I specifically remember being an online person. Right. And and you didn't know anything. You know, the fact that this guy knew how to talk about likes and dislikes, you know, that was like, where did you learn this? Right. When it was online. Where do people learn this? They have a fantasy in their head. And this this woman clearly had a very specific fantasy in her head about what she expected from an online daddy. And just and I it just I related to her more than I related to him. Because mm-hmm. I kind of you just think what you think and then it like surprises you. Where you're just like, what? You mean all women aren't actually submissive to me? I, I, this is like when I got to the lifestyle, I was like, oh, wow. Glad I didn't speak up too much because <laughs> I would have looked like a complete asshole. Right. So, so you understand that there's this, you just, there's no information for like the online world. Now there's more, 
But if you don't know, you kind of just go by what you see in the media, what you have in your head. And it's just kind of that ignorance that it's like, well, this must be what everyone does. So if you're not going to do this, like now, of course, we know, you know, what are the expectations? What is the transaction of our dynamic? What does daddy mean to you? What does little girl mean to me? What types of play are we going to have? What level of control do I have or want to give up? Is this exclusive or is this just fun when we play? Is this role play? Are we a character? Like we know all these things from being kind of in the real time, but you don't know that stuff online. Right. But that was before, right? You're not talking about now. Anybody who's doing this stuff now knows better. No, they don't. They think they know better, but you and I have been on Reddit. We've been mm-hmm. on, on Reddit. If they haven't found FetLife, and not just found FetLife, you have to find the groups that talk about this. Yeah. You have to find the sources of education. You and I can't even get our show on Google. We are constantly up. We can't. We're on Patreon. We can't even be searchable on Patreon. You know, so the the information we have found it, and we know the places to go, but they really aren't readily available. Right. I mean, I I understand what you're saying. I gotta say though that when I read that, I'm like, that just sounds a bit off. I mean. Sure. It, it almost sounded, you know, the average person is not under any obligation to educate other people. You can if you want to, or you could just walk away, which is what he did. And <laughs> frankly, I thought maybe he was feeling, might have felt maybe a little guilty for not doing some. I mean, otherwise, why would you ask, did I make the right call? Because uh, you could, if you were that type of person, like Boogie, who's, you're into mentoring and stuff, you, you might take it upon yourself to educate someone. But the average person's not obligated to do that. Um, when you are dealing with something so unknown, this person is either gravely mistaken and in conjunction with that, so so lacking in experience that they don't realize they should do a little bit more research. Right. Or, well, actually, I had three options. The second one is they're a little bit nutso. Which, right. And I'm using that term funnily, even though I probably shouldn't, because there are all kinds of mental issues that people can have that make them behave in, in ways that are not normal for others. So she might have something wrong with her. And then finally, the third one I thought is, why is she th- showing him Little's outfits on Amazon? Is she looking for a, an actual sugar daddy instead? Right. So uh, any one of those three is enough to make me walk away, particularly in the old crusty age I'm at now where I've got zero fucks to give for anybody at this point. I've been fucked over enough and I am not in charge of your education. So if you if you run across someone old and crotchety like me, I will fucking run away from someone like that as fast as I can. And I absolutely agree with you. You're not obligated to be the mentor, especially if you're you're looking for something. You know, I'm not, you know, you're not looking to be somebody's teacher and you kind of want to find someone because a lot of the things that she said and did did come off kind of really flighty and immature and especially so quickly to be like such a complete expectation without that negotiation. You know, that definitely reeks of a lot of immaturity. So in that way, I would have probably just left too, but I probably would have left with, you know, some sort of instruction, you know, just, you're right. I I can't fucking, I can't not go, okay, I understand what you're saying here and, and that you have a need, but no, I'm not your sugar daddy or pimp or, uh, you know, so forth. 
But, yeah. you know, just what really struck me is how I can't be that judgy because coming from online, even though there's still a lot of information out there, you still have to kind of know how to look for it or even know that you're supposed to. Because if you just have that fantasy in your head, then you just, you know, humans were kind of dumb and selfish. We're kind of like, oh, this must be how it works. And then you find out tragically through trial by fire that that's not how it works. And and then you're like, oh, well, maybe I should do some research. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> that sounds very personal, I was going to say. <laughs> that, that was me. I mean, I from the first... Uh, from how I got into the actual real-time lifestyle was uh, I had had some online Dom things and, and I wasn't super douchey, but I look back now it's cringy as fuck. But like even the person that brought me into the lifestyle, which was hilarious because this individual, not only was she already in the lifestyle, but she's also a fucking scientist like she's literally just PhD brilliant, brilliant person who literally you would sit and talk to her and feel like you were in kindergarten. Like it's, she was really smart. But I remember still like in our one of our first or second emails to each other kind of onlining, I was like, you know, I turned into the protector and I, you know, I, I was nice. But I was like, I expect, uh, you know, at the end of that, I was like, I expect a response from you. And, you know, and this is blah, 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 all domly, whatever. Like we hadn't negotiated anything, you know, that I was her freaking dom or whatever. And she ribbed me about it. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, we're not in a dynamic, but I did email you back because you were actually very nice. And and I saw that your your things that you were saying were very thoughtful and, and, and showed concern for you know what i was doing but yeah that you're a well, douche that's, that's a good example <laughs> because typically when you have someone who who just is a bit clueless but otherwise is a good egg there are signs of that that filter through and there are things that make you give that person the benefit of the doubt and maybe stick it through a little bit longer than you normally would i don't see evidence of that here when all i see is immaturity or crazy coming through i tend to walk away very fast but yeah but yeah, there are kind people out there. I used to be one of them who would give people the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Till them dishes caught your eye. Hey, the dishes don't yell at me. The dishes don't fuck me over. The dishes just let me wash them and they make me very happy. I just, nothing makes me happier in the morning than getting up and being able to clean the dishes and put them in nice, neat rows and dry them oh, and put them back. Kathy, in the come back. Uh, Kathy, what, come what, back. What? Come back. What? Come where'd, back I, where'd I go? What, what just happened? <laughs> huh? You went into your, 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 your bad place. <laughs> it was a bad place. You went in your very sad, lonely place. It's sad and lonely, but very nice. I can't yeah, I, help myself. I understand. I understand. And that's what, and to be honest, you know, to make a parallel, Online is very much like stashing dishes is very much like online is very much like stacking dishes because you don't have to deal with the consequences of being with somebody in person. It is a safer thing, just like stacking dishes. Just like you said, those dishes can't hurt me. And even if somebody does something cray cray, you can literally just block and move on. 
Right. You know, so in a sense, it's it's kind of similar, pathetic, um, but no. But yeah. uh, if that's what you have, you, you know, you have to do your best to communicate. And I think the guy made the right choice to just kind of move on. Absolutely. Find somebody on your level is what I say. Just just watch out for man ass. Oh God, man ass. No, no, no. Kinky news is sometimes cool and sometimes fucked up. Let's glory hold the planet right now with Enigma. Yeah. And now we bring you another exciting episode of Enigma and Boogie. Oh yes, Boogie. We are here today to talk about some kinky stuff. I like how yours went like kind of Igor-y, you know, like Italian zesty Igor. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was good. I liked it. I, 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 I think the intro needs to be kind of like almost noir, yeah. like horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. Horror movie, like our lives, you mean? <laughs> yes. Yes. Like that. Isn't our life noir enough? Nanoof? <laughs> oh, it's that day. It's going to be that day. And it's a word inventing day. Yes, Enigma. How are you feeling today? <laughs> I'm I'm doing okay. Um, you know, I just got out of therapy, which is always a fun, fun, fun time. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it, it it's been an interesting few weeks, but yeah. Well, very good. And and so just so we can brush over, because usually I was going to ask you to tell me about some play you've been doing, and you know all the shenanigans and fun. But you had said that you were currently reflecting on your play stuff, and uh, for your own reasons. And, uh, and I got to respect that because I've had those times too, where you're like, what am I doing here? What's happening? How do I feel about things? And so I think that's real yeah. positive. So, uh, so I guess, so we're going to jump over that. Yeah. It's just, you know, uh, not leaving the scene at all, but like definitely need to reflect on, on how I've been moving through it and, um, working on being a better player for the future. So that's, yeah, that's definitely been, um, a lot of my, my kink focus the last few weeks. Well, fantastic. So we look forward to uh, getting back to your shenanigans and your discussions of that. And uh, But in the meantime, you have brought in the us meantime. A, you have brought us a magical topic. And I'm going to give you an insight here, Enigma. This okay. is, a, this is a, a Count Boogie trick that I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, the trick is, is that I try to read things far enough before we start talking so that I can get angry, <laughs> I can get butt hurt, mm-hmm. and then I can be like, Mah! and then I type all these angry notes, you know, like, this is stupid, and you're, you're just blah, 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 blah. And then I go away for a couple hours, and mm-hmm. then I go, what are they really trying to say, and why am I butt hurt? <laughs> and then I rethink through things. Right, and I give hopefully uh, a more rational answer to uh, the conundrums that we talk about. And today was because it poked me in in some of my you know things that I like or dislike or whatever. And we're mm-hmm. all entitled to that. And so uh, today you bring an article about fuzzy people. <laughs> I do indeed. So the article that we're covering, um, again, comes from ericalust.com and is entitled, Is it unhygienic to have pubes? A guide to body hair. So, um, <clears throat> Boogie, <laughs> it's time to stop beating around the bush about the social stigma of pubic hair. 
I'm ready. I, I'm ready. I'm calm. Mm-hmm. I'm calm. Yes, you're so calm. So a 2016 study reported that 84% of women uh, currently remove at least some of their pubic hair with the rest of the, the study either has they have removed it in the past or they go they've gone all natural um shaving of the pubic region has been around since ancient egypt with egyptians seeing pubic hair on vulva owners as uncivilized uh modern modern medical modern medicine um doesn't help or modern media excuse me doesn't help the matter as it often conditions folks to shave or trim as it seems to be the expected based off the media that we all consume Um, That being said, in the ethical porn world, we are seeing an uptick in performers letting their hair grow out some. Um, I've definitely seen some where there's uh, little to a lot. (laughs) And all that being said, pubic hair does hold some biological medical purposes. It prevents friction against the skin. It helps reduce sweat around the genital areas. But and it also can help reduce uh, the risk of STIs and other infections because there's that barrier between you and the other person. There is nothing nothing implicitly unhygienic about having uh, pubic hair as long as you regularly clean the area. We talk about that with like yeah. uh, the foreskin and stuff like that. Um, the main point of the article is to push acceptance for whatever kind of look you want to have down there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I read the article a little differently. It seemed a little man hatey to me. <laughs> Because some of the language that was subtly dropped, because I like to look for subtle cues. And so uh, some of it seemed real man Haiti, like, you know, ooh, uh, you know, does having no hair you know, support sexualization and fetishization of young people, meaning minors, meaning right. pedophiles, meaning if you like women that are uh, have no hair in that region um are you secretly a pedophile and are we supporting that um which i i reject that um because um that's that's not uh that's not my reasoning uh behind it and i am fat enough that i can't see my own junk that i shave completely bald so i'm not attracted to the 10 year old look of me um Mm -hmm. i do it for uh the reasons that i enjoy not having hair so that was one thing that kind of stuck out and then there was then there was talk in that article about this ethical porn that is uh now coming out that is challenging the societal uh and gender norms of grooming the genital area which seemed really judgy because that kind of implies that all porn that is not hairy is somehow unethical so i got well, you know. uh, well, and, and I, I can speak on that a little bit because it's it, it has a, it, that's a topic that's come up um, quite frequently, especially like within the LGBT queer communities. Um, how a lot of a lot of like quote unquote traditional porn is kind of focused specifically for like this like the male gaze, like like lesbian porn, straight porn, like it's all directed towards specifically like cis men the customer the person that's paying the person that's paying the business the most for the entertainment but but that's the thing like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of studies that there's a lot of people outside of that that actually do enjoy porn absolutely men are the most vocal about it. sure sure and so now you have sites that are you know lesbian uh, porn you know that's geared towards the things that women have shared that they wanted and of course all of the different in you know the different versions of that are acceptable if there's a market for it. 
in the okay. industry that provides a sexual imagery of pornography in order for the customer who is paying to enjoy what they want to see, which is fine. But I don't understand how that makes the fact that uh, men like what they like and there's businesses that give them the visuals that they like, that that's unethical for me to have an attraction towards what I have an attraction for. So that's where I kind of get my little, that little butt hurt. But I understand that that there are feelings and people have feelings and I absolutely understand man hating because I hate men too. Um, mm -hmm. I happen to be one and I'm not real fond of myself. So I understand these things, but those are the things that kind of poke at me when people say, because it's like, okay, are we, are we making these changes? Are we growing our hair back out because we're trying to get back at somebody or, but because we really feel that this is right for us or is good between us and our partners because the whole idea that it's like well I'm going to be like this and if they don't like it then fuck off that's absolutely fine but going to my own personal experience I shave everything on my body I stood in storage naked yesterday it was not pretty with clippers and I shaved a wig off my ass <laughs> with clippers because I don't mm -hmm. like hair for me so it's not like some double standard where I'm saying you have to trim yourself, but you know, I'm going to be a giant, you know, hairy pig. So, right. So I get real personal on those things, but I absolutely do understand that people want to politicize and, and put their, their opinions and punishments on people. And you have the right to do that, but I don't accept that for myself. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's totally fair. I like I I know that I I've I've had I haven't had a partner had have any issues with it, but like I like having my hair, I like having it trimmed, but like I, I don't like having the full bush. Mm -hmm. I think that definitely doesn't look it doesn't feel appealing on myself, and so I do groom the hair on, on a regular basis. So like I understand the the doing it for your own personal self image. Sure, absolutely. And 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 once again, you are if you, that is what you're comfortable i have dated uh, women that are fully hair legs armpits whatever mm -hmm. and they're amazing people and you know that's that's fine i navigated around that didn't mean i had to be attracted to it or make up some lie that i was attracted to body hair uh on on my female partners but that's my choice and if that's their choice and they're like i like this and i do this for me and we discussed it and they said this is what i want to do for myself and and i feel good about that and i accepted that and i said okay and uh, and we had some really nice times together, but in in general, um, I myself remember uh, very specifically as a younger person before I knew anything about personal grooming or anything like that. And I had a number of women gag on my pubic hairs, and and that that was a very unsexy thing to see, and it yeah. stopped what was going on. And then I remember gagging on. Uh, you know, people's pubic hairs. And that was very difficult to navigate. So, so that's when I decided for myself that I want to at least have that area below gag level. 
you know, right. and some people are just like, I'm half Sicilian. So I'm like a freaking gorilla, you know? So it's like, dude, I don't want to, I, I don't, you know, <laughs> I, I don't want to put that on somebody. And in the same right. way, it's like, Hey dude, I just want to go eat some pussy. I don't want to go fucking fight in Vietnam. You know, I don't want to be like jungle warfare. I'm a conscientious objector. I just, you know, right. I just want to be able to go in. So I think it's okay for people to have their opinions about that. And, and if, and if people, uh, I just don't like the punishment thing. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and, and that comes up a lot for, I, I think that comes like, you, you, we can talk about the hygiene part. Like some people really like BO and they like sure. having that part of the play. But for me specifically, like if you, uh, like I, I'm, I'm good with like scent of sex, like the sex, the scent that comes from like arousal and all of that. But like, if, if you've been, especially if your your nether regions have been inside jeans all day and we've been like at, you know, we've gone to Six Flags and been walking around, and it's super hot. Like, let's let's have a shower first. Yeah, yeah. And then, absolutely. and then I'll go because, like, for me, like, it is very like I I I am very sense sense sensitive, and so it's like if I if the scent is overpowering, then I'm I won't be able to control like my reaction for that. <laughs> so your gag reflex. Yeah, and like there've definitely been partners where like I will I will start to go there, and like I, I will I will get the scent of that and be like, well. I'm just going to finger them this time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And once again, for me, it's not a double standard. I mean, I mm-hmm. literally, the majority of time I turn down oral sex because I'm just like, I don't feel good there. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I haven't showered, you know, in, in the proper amount of time I haven't groomed. I mean, I'm very hypersensitive to the experience that I'm going to force upon a partner. Right. So, I feel for me that, you know, hey, I would like a mutual respect in that. And I don't have a problem. Like there's a lot of people and I understand it because people have been burned and people have been hurt and people Mm -hmm. have had horrible relationships. And I understand standing up for yourself. But it's it's like I hear people say, well, I don't I shouldn't have to do anything to make myself more attractive to another person. Right. You're you're right. You don't. But. If I'm going to do it for you, then I have every right to have an expectation that you'll you'll put in a little effort for me. I don't think there's anything wrong with putting in some effort for someone. So once again, or on the, or on the other end, like it, it, maybe that that's just not the partner for you. Like if yeah. you don't match up with your with your interests, it's it's not a good or a bad thing. It's just a thing. Like okay, we don't we don't work well together. Like I've done photo shoots with people where like we worked one, we worked together and it was just like our, our, our modes of doing this don't match up. And so like no harm, no foul, but we probably won't shoot again. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, so, yeah. And I understand the, the rejection part because, you know, I've been rejected for being fat. I've been rejected for being ugly. I've been rejected for a number of things and that's okay. You're, you're, nobody's obligated to be with me if they're not attracted to me or into me. They don't have to even explain themselves. They just say, I'm not, I'm not, I've had some people say it kind of rude, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is funny to reflect on, but, uh, nobody owes me a date and nobody owes to be attracted to me. But in the same, in the same realm, I have that right too. Right. Yeah. Did, did, uh, we, I, did I, we cure I, pubes? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we cured um, rejection, I think. Oh, maybe. Cause I like it sometimes. <laughs> there are times though. I mean, I, I'm not a fan of like, 
you know, like I said, guerrilla warfare. But there are times mm-hmm. I like a bush. I just the sides, mm-hmm. you know, that's what's going to get in my mouth. Um, right. So, like, I like a bush. I like the trim. I like all sorts of different little styles and whatever. I go mm-hmm. bald because I just don't want to deal with it. I don't. I don't make. Plus, I'm fat, so I can't see. I can't make a little heart, a quarter inch <laughs> heart. And I personally don't think any woman on this planet wants to see me do that. I'm pretty. I leave my shirt on just to cover my fat. Okay, I am a hundred percent sure that somebody wants to see. A little pew part over your dick. I am a hundred percent sure there is somebody on this planet. <laughs> and if it, and if you do, please email us at pervertedpodcast@gmail.com. But, but would I want to be with that person? That <laughs> <laughs> boogie. If they're hot and want want to play with your junk or let you play with theirs, yes, you will. I will. Um, I'll, can I just draw one with a sharp? Because I'm going to have to get a mirror and be ambidextrous and like Ooh, lift no, my no, no, belly. No, 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 no. You make it a date. You you let them do it to you. Oh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't care how hot you are. <laughs> do you ever get that? Well, you're a switch, so you're. You know, I've had so many people like, well, mm-hmm. what if she was totally hot, but she wanted to peg you first? I'm like, I don't care if she's hot. I, that's not how I want to play. Right. I don't right. I don't care if she's hot and has a million dollars. I don't want to play the way I don't want to play and and having somebody shave a quarter inch cube <laughs> heart in my fat whatever that pooch pouch thing is above my wrinkled old dick. I just don't really <laughs> I like lights down. I'm a lights down mm-hmm. guy now. Enigma, mm-hmm. this was fun. <laughs> this was fun. <laughs> if they want to get a hold of us on perverted podcast what do kids do uh well as said they can email us at perverted at gmail.com or they can find us on social medias that's instagram at perverted podcast that's twitter at perverted pcast and they can find us on fet life there's both a group and a page just search perverted podcast perverted we got more mail boogie we got more mail can you believe it i can believe it they love us all the mail all two is of them. starting to come in this time jellybean 17 Hello, hey, jelly that, bean. i just realized that rhymes i'm such an idiot <laughs> i didn't realize. oh my god <laughs> oh, i'm losing it boogie Jellybean Rice Tess and says, a few episodes ago, you said something about a lot of people discovering their sexuality during lockdown. And for me, at least, it has been true. I've come to terms with some traumas, starting communicating my needs and desires, and I started exploring my darker wants in a way that feels safe. And Perverted Podcast has been a huge part of that. After the first few episodes, it felt like so much clicked into place. I finally had a framework in which to understand so many of my sexual experiences. Perverted Podcast provided me with language to use, made me aware of the community, provided perspectives and education, and suggested alternative ways of self-educating. And as someone who has struggled with mental health issues, the discussions of mental health alongside kink have been invaluable. I'm so incredibly grateful to everyone involved and for keeping it going. Aww. <laughs> oh, this is so nice. I'm going to cry now. Well, Jelly Bean, it's, so uh, nice. we, are, we are in this mix together. And, and, it's a, and just like going with our last topic, you know, it's, it's exciting when we find sources 
of information. And that's one of the things, and I'll brag a little, that's one of the things I like about Perverted Podcast because we're not perfect in any way, shape, or or fucking no. form, no. but we're all kind of working together. It's like, you know, our listeners suggest things for us to talk about. We go look up, you know, it's like kind of a, you know, if you want an expert, you go find an expert. But if you want to learn a, about a lot of stuff, we all kind of do it together. Like, does that make sense? Yes, it absolutely does. And so it's kind of like a, a source of information, not just for the listeners, but I mean, the things that I've learned just by studying and writing notes and stuff like that every single week. Most of this stuff I would never think about in my crazy ass mind, you know, seven days a week. But because our listeners want to know about these things and they have all these different suggestions and things that they want to know about, it's kind of like that forces you and I to also, and it's kind of like, yeah, we're the ones talking about it, but we're all kind of doing it together. Oh, yeah. I, I I fully understand being an actual podcast listener myself. The majority of people listen to the show. They just want to be entertained and listen and, and be educated. That's great. That's what we want you there for. But the handful of people who will email us and weigh in and suggest stuff are invaluable to us because I feel like we we're connecting and we're giving them what they want to hear. If you if you feel so um uh, excited about something that you're willing to open up your laptop and type in an email and let us know what's going on or ask a question, then that's something that's weighing heavily, weighing heavily on your mind. And we're more than happy to, to help in any, any crazy way that we can, but it always touches me. It means a lot to me when people email us. Sexy with a scalpel, half girl cut some body parts. If you choose to fuck with her, it might not be that smart. Girl, my love, my passion. Yes, my darling boogie. I just want you to know, I'm going to surprise you. You are the <gasps> first of something on Perverted Podcast right now. Oh, I'm excited. What is it? Well, you know, I couldn't get into the library to record and I couldn't get at Starbucks. There was no parking, so I couldn't get. So I'm actually hotspotting off my phone. But the place that I am hotspotting is absolutely a first for Perverted Podcast. <gasps> what is it? What is it? I am recording your segments in a cemetery. Oh, Boogie, you do love me. <laughs> Seriously, that's like the sweetest thing a guy could ever do for me is take me to a cemetery. We are literally going to talk about uh, <laughs> cock worship amongst Woo-hoo. hundreds and hundreds of dead people in the uh, trees I'm and right shade. It's, it's the only place in the valley that has shade. And I'm like, okay, well, let's try it here. <laughs> Hello, people. I mean, like, what do these fucks really talk about all day? You know, you have family members come in and ask them for shit and be like, "Ah." you know, it's like, God, whiny. I mean, I don't know who's next to me. I mean, I'm looking. There's a tombstone. I can't fucking read. But there's probably some dude that's just like, fuck, yeah, cock worship. Thank God. Something (laughs) fucking cool. I've been laying here for 15 years. Yeah, maggots, am I right? Maggots. (laughs) You know, I hate them. (laughs) But what's even more important than that, we're doing a segment around dead people, is uh, somebody, not me, uh, got dick recently. Yes, I did get some dick. (laughs) 
<laughs> I like how you just kind of, you know, plane landed into that. Well, yes. I, I, yes. Y- y- I'm always hesitant to talk about things like this. I'll talk about my scenes all day, but talking about my sex life kind of makes me squirm just a little bit. <laughs> really? You never said that. Well, no, I mean, I, I do it, but it's just like, especially when a relationship's all new and stuff, it's kind of like, I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> okay, I get, I get you, I get you, I get you. I think the other thing is, is that you have been so barren as we all have. I think this is the first time oh. you've actually had sex to talk about on the show. Yeah, because the last relationship I was in, the sex was, um, let's just leave it politely as complicated. Com- so yeah, technically <laughs> this is probably... <laughs> It's complicated. So this is probably the first time I've had sex since June of 2021. So we're going, yeah, nine months. (laughs) Okay, so good. So then we won't jinx it, but I just want the perverted podcast listeners to know, did you have a nice time with this? This was the first time you had sex with him. Yes, yes. This was it was it was a very good time for the first time. Uh, we haven't seen together yet. We're actually going together to a slosh tomorrow, and we're going to plan a little mini scene tomorrow. But uh, for our first go around, it was very very nice. So, so okay, little dicky dicky and a hootie hootie and uh, yes. And uh, were there orgasms to be had by and, all? And some cock worship. Some cock. Really? Oh yes, there were multiple orgasms by all. Okay, good. And there that, was some cock worship. Yes, there was. That's a <laughs> that's a great first fucky fuck with a partner. Congratulations. Yes. Look, Thanks. the dead the dead people, I don't know how dead people clap, but maybe maybe they just deteriorate a little bit more. Uh, uh. But but they're all excited for you too. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be awesome if all of a sudden one crawled out of the grave and I'm like, holy shit! And he comes over and he grabs Mike, he's like Good job, Pascal. Because <laughs> that's just well, what I have my... the feeling after this segment that I'm going to have a lot of guys kind of chasing after me anyway because they're going to be hearing me talking about all the stuff I like to do during cock worship and they're going to be like, oh yeah, we must find the path, girl. Well then, <laughs> fuck, let's just get into said topic. <laughs> now then, this is a topic that is very interesting to me because... Even though I am a love god, I am not very well versed on cock worship. I have my ideas because I don't, I'm not super blowjobby because A, I'm just not. I mean, I'm like cock worship. That's when you grab someone's head forcibly and then rape their mouth, right? Oh, no, no. That's technically face fucking. That's face fucking. That's a different thing. So it's not just something you do to get hard and then you fuck the hell out of them. That's not cock worship. Mm -hmm. No. So it's a whole nother thing. So please educate Dumb Boogie on what (laughs) your versions of cock worship are. Most women, at least women that I know always complain about giving their guys a blowjob because it's just like, oh, my mouth gets tired, my lips get dry, my, my jaw starts to hurt. For me, I absolutely love every minute of it. Um, for me, I look at it as like a job is something you have to do whether you want to or not, whereas cock worship is something you voluntarily want to do and absolutely love it. Um, I think of it like giving a blowjob is giving is like eating a normal everyday dinner you kind of cook the dinner and you don't really think about it you just eat it because you need to eat cock worship is more like eating the best steak you've ever had in your life you lick the plate clean because it's just so good you make noises while you eat it because it's just so good you savor every single bite and you don't just focus on the meat the side dishes that are there too it's just like the whole experience is like oh my god it's amazing okay so 
so what you're saying is there's more now what i've heard is that besides it being the greatest meal in the world and something you really want to do that there's also almost like a trance that you kind of go into when you're in it like it's an enveloping thing it's not just like oh yeah this is fucking hot but you're abs because i've done that orally on people before where you really like them and you're really connected with them and my mouth is controlling their pussy uh and you really get into kind of that connection in it is that kind of where you're also yeah i mean I, I personally don't go into like a trance like state, but me, it's just like almost, I guess it's like a hyper focused state where it's just like, it's a whole attitude where I'm not rushing just to get a guy off and have him come in my mouth, uh, my mouth. It's just, I'm taking the, my time with the enthusiasm of I'm letting it rest against my lips. I'm rubbing it all over my face. I'm rubbing it all over my breast. If I'm, if I can d- get down there. Um, just savoring every inch and every little freckle and every little wrinkle on his cock and his balls, just kind of the smell of it, just kind of sitting there and just taking in the whole experience of right now, this is my cock. It may be attached to him and it may be attached to the guy that I'm really in love with or like, but this is my cock for right now. And I get to do whatever the hell I want with it. See, I've heard that. I've heard that. I mean, and it's kind of like, I think we've talked about that on the show long ago when we've talked about oral sex is that there is kind of an ownership and that that's not to be confused with a dynamic that you, you know, I own this person now because obviously if you're on the submissive end, then you're, you're now switching dynamics if you're to, and that is a thing. There are surely, uh, you know, female dominance that, that, suck a guy's dick with ownership the same way I eat pussy with ownership so there can be a dynamic I don't think it's necessarily that's what we're talking about but it's that ownership of that part that like you said you're willing to just take a journey and explore that area of the person to see all of the nuances that it has to offer. Right. You're not switching sides of the slash if you're a submissive and you're doing this quote-unquote top activity. It's you're in control of everything that you do to that penis and you're letting that that top or that dominant is letting you have their way with it where it's just basically... And you can even do it as even like a punishment or a reward where it's just like you can kind of hold your submissive's head like right at your crotch and go, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? And you're sitting there trying to lick it and trying to stare at it and go, please let me <laughs> suck on it. Nope, nope, nope. You can't. And it's just... Then finally, the, you know, the hand lets go, and it's like, oh, yay, I could kind of grab at it. So. <laughs> and then you sound um, like Scooby-Doo attacking a fucking Scooby snack. Which would be terrifying a, to me, by the way. Yeah, maybe for a minute. But for me, I mean, the whole thing about a blowjob is most of the time it's how fast can you get somebody off because it's just – it's starting to hurt. It's starting to chafe or whatever. Cock worship, you could just sit there and kiss on a cock for – 10, 15, 20 minutes just licking it and caressing it with your hands and caressing it with your lips and just sucking on it gently. You don't have to go for the full face fucking motion where it's just, you could slide up and down so easily. There's even um, scenes that I've done where even before the scene starts, I'll get a nice washcloth and some warm water and wash the cock as kind of like a sign of like, I'm going to take care of you now and then go for, you know, start kissing and caressing it or even, um, getting on top of it 
and sliding it in for a couple of minutes and then just licking all the juices off and just starting all over again. You know, not getting him to orgasm, but just getting him to like, this is my cock. I'm doing what I want with it. And the moans that come from the guy that I'm with and just knowing that I'm doing that is such a fucking turn on. Dear Hustler. (laughs) 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 Paddle Bob is just like, great. (laughs) Crikey, I need to fly her across the ponds. (laughs) She's coming over. I think he's married though. Oh, probably wouldn't work but even i mean like there's been many times that i've actually orgasmed from sucking on a cock and cock worship and there'll be no manual stimulation of any part of my body whatsoever just the getting into the headspace of this is my cock i get to suck on it as long as i want i get to bring him to orgasm and it's just it's 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 so oh see that is see that is kind of trance like i mean obviously Uh if you're able to orgasm without any uh, physical stimulation, obviously you have entered into some sort of trance where that, what you are doing is, is stimulating all that arousal in you. I've had people mm-hmm. explain things to me um, and, and then I'll get into why I, and probably a number of men are kind of afraid of cock worship. And maybe you can help us navigate that fear. Okay. So, well, I'll get to the fear first. My issue is the reason I don't like a lot of blowjobs is because if I don't have a lot of stimulation, I'm going to go limp in your hands in 20 seconds. And it's there's and then I'm going to be humiliated because I can't hold an erection while you're trying to make kissy face with the tip of my dick. So it's kind of like, well, I don't want that. You know, I don't I have no it's you know, for me, it's like oral sex is like get it stimulated or I'm taking control like I'm raping your mouth uh, and then I'm going to bend you over but I got to keep that energy going otherwise my head starts spinning and then I just go limp but I have heard people say uh, I've heard women say that if whether it goes limp or not the fact that it goes limp for 10, 20 minutes and then you can get it back up hard again or whatever is kind of part of the thing too. So it's not something you should be in your head about if you don't, because that's, you know, most guys just can't stay hard for a fucking hour and a half while someone does a thorough cock worship. Yeah, no, I mean, but that, but that makes, that's the difference between a blowjob and cock worship. Most of the time, or I probably say over half the time that I'm working on a cock, if I'm doing cock worship, it's, it's slim. So I'm just sucking on it and and kissing it. And it's just the guy might get hard for a few minutes and then it'll back off and get hard for, you know, and then eventually, you know, after, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever, you know, however long, you know, if the guy starts, starts really getting into it, then I can finish it off with, you know, a blowjob style or even like he can grab me and go do a full face fucking and say, oh, fuck this. I've had enough of it, you know? Okay. So, but if it, go, if it goes limp. That that doesn't matter during cock worship because the whole thing is you're just sitting there and kissing and loving on that cock and sucking on it. Doesn't matter if it's if it's hard or not. Ah, see now all of a sudden, I feel that there is a large group of male perverted podcast listeners that were having the same conundrums in their head while they you were saying all that and being like, I I'd, I'd never stay hard without that. And now all of a sudden we're like, oh. Oh, I'm not obligated to stay hard. Yeah. Oh, well, now I, that's... I, I, 
I cannot remember like a full cock worship scene where any of the guys that I've dated, I'd say probably 10 guys that stayed hard the entire scene. They would get be hard in the beginning and kind of die down a bit and then maybe get hard again. And then either it would, you know, I'd finish it off on a blowjob and finish them off or I'd go into a face fucking or we go into sex or whatever. But yeah, to stay hard during an entire cock worship scene. I mean, I've known people who've done cock worship scenes for 45 minutes. For 45 sure. minutes of erection is going to be really hard to keep and very painful. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that was the story I was going to tell. I had a sort of partner where I had the we played once, like for an hour in the motorhome, and it was horrible. It was awful. Uh, but in all the weeks that we spent getting up to that um you know she was telling me about this and she kept talking about cock worship and she talked about you know that she once spent an entire night cock worshiping a guy like he literally went to sleep and she had his cock in her mouth the entire night and stayed up the entire night doing that with him like after you know a little while he's like I'm going to sleep and that she was just enraptured in that now then she was nuts the reason the play was horrible like we had and when I say horrible it was just I it wasn't you know it was a little like an intro play and then the next day she literally offered to marry me Oh, for uh, so I could get the insurance, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Stage no. five clinger, no, yeah. No, no. And then she stalked me <laughs> for like three months, uh, and I had to make all the official letters. And I'm like, "No, no, okay, it's official." Don't she just endless and yeah? So I thought, well, maybe overnight cock worshiping means that you're likely to be fucking insane. <laughs> so that's. <laughs> That was the association I had with it. But now this sounds a lot better. The longest I've ever had like a cock worship scene go is like an hour. And that's like kind of off and on. Like I had one uh, dominant that uh, I had where he had this really weird medical condition where um, the valve that's in his urethra, he wouldn't ejaculate. Normally he'd ejaculate into his bladder. That valve was constantly stuck open. So he wouldn't uh, ejaculate normally so he could go four or five times and he would actually ejaculate into his bladder but i would sit there for like i get him off and wait a minute or two and then start up again and then get him off and wait a minute or two and you know by the fourth or fifth time he's like all right he's shoving me off because so he's, <laughs> he's so he like, does it would now in that did he just not get his sensitive and that's why he could just keep going no he did get his sensitive but it's just it was just very slightly different because of the whole he would still go through the motions you could see like all the tensing that when a guy ejaculates you know the muscles kind of tense and the veins kind of tense and he'd have a full orgasm but I mean it was I guess it's kind of tantric where it's like he can have multiple orgasms and then after the fourth or fifth one he's like okay I'm done Um, god damn it path girl the dead have risen from the graves at least parts of them. <laughs> they, and I'm sure, Path Girl can be found on Fat Life for the new Path Girl Cock Worship Fan Club, and you can reach out to her. Oh, and I'm now being handled by perverted podcasts. If anybody's looked, by you me. are. We are, just, and goddamn, if you aren't a fucking handful. <laughs> 
Okay, we're going to end the show, Kathy. So this time, remember, it's show 352 before we will. What exactly are you implying, my good sir? Well, last time you were a little retarded and you just you called out wrong numbers. So I can't now I'm just. I believe you give... called me the. Actually, I'm, I'm feeling mighty good today because my sister gave me a little cocktail before the show. What? So I'm feeling you're drink. Good. You're drink hosting? <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> Just a little one. Let's not get hysterical here. Kathy, you have zero tolerance for alcohol. No wonder you've been all weird and getting mushy I... on dishes and shit. I know it was just a tiny little sip of something called El Presidente, which has rum and <laughs> grenadine, and I'm like, that's right up my alley. <laughs> oh, my God. Fine. Know, I'm, Let's... I'm they... so ashamed, Boogie. Just woo. <laughs> Whoa! (laughs) That, ladies and gentlemen, is the end of show 352. Please excuse my slight inebriation and visit us on patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast. Consider becoming a supporter of the show by contributing just $5 a month if you give a fuck. And don't forget that, as I said earlier, I would love to continue hearing from you. Please email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us what's on your mind. Tell us how you're dealing Tell us how you're dealing with the new kink world. Or just, you know, tell us we suck and we need to get our shit together. We like hearing that shit, too. So you can also message us on our Perverted Podcast profile, cleverly entitled Perverted Podcast. Well, Lush Dishwasher, thank you so much for bringing us to this end. Show 352. (laughs) Drunk Dishwasher. I got to admit, though, it is kind of fun to do like little chores and stuff when you're hammered from what I remember. I'm almost 10 years sober now, by the way. Oh, yay. Almost 10 years clean sober. So uh, I will be the designated host and then you can get hammered, <laughs> you know, while we do the show. It is actually kind of fun. While you were gone, uh, Path Girl, um, we got her hammered to do a show. And so she was all warm and cuddly and like, I love sex. <laughs> So that's okay. I'll handle it. Uh, an exciting show. Thank you so much. Thank you to Headley, our glorious show sponsor. And of course, if you are looking to sell something or also want to add yourself as a sponsor to Perverted Podcast, email at us, pervertedpodcast, gmail.com. We will help you sell your wares and or become a sponsor of this great and magical show. Believe me, we surely do need it. And now, speaking of Headley, our glorious show sponsor... And all those jingles I wrote for Headley, Kathy, you know, th- that I play at the beginning. Yeah. There's one that I loved. There's one that I really, really loved. And so I challenged myself last week. I said, because for two years, I wrote it a couple years ago. Headley's been with us for a long time. And I'm like, that would be a great song. That would be a great song. That would be a cool song. I should write that as a whole song. Uh-oh. So now, Kathy, the show is over. You don't have to listen. <laughs> but I actually turned a Headley jingle into a whole grunge punk song. I mean, it's a horrible recording, but it was still, it was a fun challenge. And so uh, so just thank you, Headley, for being the inspiration, the wind beneath our wings that, that brings forth music to the end of the world. <laughs> which is where Kathy and I dwell 24 hours a day. (laughs) We'll see you guys on the next one.
Just like a speeding train, hit me on the track, get the fuck. 